Hey, I'm Colin Forsex, and I'm here to tell you about an exciting new game from Wham Bam Thank You Mamco, the Giant Size Team Up Network. The point of the game is to make it to the end, the end of your lives, that is. Meanwhile, you could choose to praise or dump on other shows, try to gain followers, and even try to win a podcasting award. You get to pick from one of seven playable shows. Each playable show has a different ability to help you win. Breaking the panel. No matter what you actually roll, the results are whatever you think they are. You are also immune to constant criticism and family love. Botched Podcast. You have to do a shot of vodka and mayonnaise before every roll. If you roll a one, you have to lose one of your limbs. You begin the game with two iTunes new and noteworthy awards while everyone else has zero. Toy Power. You must speak in an Australian accent at all times or be forced to make another didgeridoo me video. You begin the game with an arsenal of toys, but no money. The Blazing Defender Report! You begin the game with unlimited coffee and 13 times strength to the other players. For every comic book collected, your legs look slightly less like a bird. FTH Beyond. Each turn you open randomized loot boxes for completely random items that could be completely worthless or completely broken. Whenever you move your game piece, it serenades you with barbershop quartet music from Kurt. Please note, do not play as FTH Beyond around non-pregnant women. Geek Versus plays by a different set of rules. Instead of rolling dice, the rest of the players name something nerdy, and then Geek Versus has to discuss in detail if Charles McFall knows anything about it. Luckily, the answer is always no due to his dementia. Lastly, Pokemon Go Podcast gets a bonus of 10 to each roll for every Pokemon they collect. However, they only have a 1 in 8,739 chance of catching something not named Pidgey. Once you reach the end of the game, you get to press the big red button. This causes the C4 to detonate, eliminating the network as it was always meant to. But hey, don't take my word for it. Here's an excerpt from a review from the renowned Tess Tickles. This game is so good you'll only ever need to play it once. The last game you'll ever buy. So head on over to www.giantsizeteamup.com to pick up your copy today. These days, the comic book owns pop culture. You'll find it all in the panel of your favorite comic book. Us, we're living the comic's life. We're breaking the panel. Welcome to Breaking the Panel, your excellent and most awesome source for all things fandom. I said it that way because I'm excited about the the blip of not even news, just my heart went pitter-patter because Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 3 is on the books, is coming. So anyway, that's all I have about that. I'm the right guy podcasting, Charles McFall, the man, the myth, the host that drove last week's show, Paul Kotz. hey Okay, I haven't honestly got a chance to listen. So, Phil, if he didn't drive it and you did, what I'm was, sorry. What was that face? He drove it into the ground. That's what oh. I'm <laughs> Oh, okay. I am looking forward to seeing it. I put it off until I saw the movie. <laughs> I, I was proud of last week's episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I? Am I not in my right lane? Let me get back into my lane. <laughs> yeah. And the man pulling off jokes from other shows, Phil Keating. Hi, thanks for having me. This is fun. You're welcome. I love. I, I do love the look. And for the podcasters, just give me just a second here. I love the look of the the special pop filter that goes with the aisle pro. Oh uh, yes, PR40 it's, it's, rather. It's, it looks it's very beautiful. Nice. And I do the clown nose thing. It's just what I do. But yeah. Anyway, sorry, I digress. All right, we've got some cool stuff going on. First off, thank you guys for handling the panel last week. Uh, as if you don't know, listeners, uh, we actually, I opted out of that panel knowing it was going to be a huge crunch time for me to try to get the movie in. And we tried to make room for all the people on our network to have an opportunity to get on. Uh, like next time we do a panel, it'll be Deadpool. And I'll be on. I think Klotz is sitting out. Unless people just don't show up, then Klotz is in. Um, I'm going to be on Deadpool. Fuck you, Phil. Uh, you know, give me that look. Thing. No, you didn't. You didn't have to. You, you were thinking connection. it, boy. 
So, how uh, fast do you want Domino to die in that movie, Charles? <laughs> oh, what? Come on. Now, I assume, I assume that everybody listening understands there's this horribly stupid running joke that somehow I'm racist because I thought Deadpool was coming out before Black Panther. I was like, I don't want to. Who cares about Black Panther movie? I want to no, see Deadpool. No, 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 no. You're racist because you literally said, I don't care about Black Panther. I meant the movie. And you know what the hell I mean. Uh, now, I'm going to assume, though, I'm going to assume you only crack those jokes when I'm around to at least defend myself. <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, if you want to believe that. Yeah. You fucking got, you seriously <laughs> went to a major movie panel and dropped some shit on me when I'm not even there. I'm just Absolutely. telling everybody I meet, like, <laughs> yeah. people on the street. Yeah, I walked down the street like, hey, did you know Charles McFall is a this, disgusting racist? <laughs> this guy comes into your shop. Hey, I'd like two growlers of this cider. Yeah, but Charles McFall is an asshole. He hates black people. Hey, you see this guy on my phone? He's racist. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate you. Have you heard then, of the Rock Out of Podcasting then, how racist he is? Then fucking Paul Claus tries to bring that to some other show. Like, no, they don't even know the joke. You do not oh, do that shit oh, here. It made no. my day. I was I was driving home oh, from a market God. in DC when that line dropped and I almost crashed my car. I almost crashed the truck on on highway two seventy because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> You're so assholes. good. You're asshole. I, I love all people of all shapes and sizes. It's okay. Uh, two big things coming up in September. Notice he didn't say color. He said shapes and sizes. <laughs> <laughs> but Hugh, write the fuck out. If you, well, actually, that's really funny because you have a friend named Hugh. I do have a friend named Hugh. <laughs> uh, okay, just add water cats, Ethan. You got to write in and help me out, man. You, you you came to our panel last year. I know you listen to the shows. Get these these white motherfuckers off my ass. Are Come you on. calling me the assist of your only black friend? Not my only black friend. Your token friend of color. Oh, boy. I hate you so much. <laughs> I love you so good. All right. Dragon Con's coming up. August, end of August, 1st of September. It's Labor Day weekend. Big things are coming. I haven't got permission to announce what they are yet, but they're coming. It's going to be awesome. We're all going to be there. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be amazing. What I can talk about also, before that, myself, Tony P. Henderson, with the actual full crew. Yeah, they won't show up for our panels, but they will show up for an actual con. But Betty and and Casey and Tony are going to be there with me. Uh, Our good friend of the show, Roberto is going to be with us, uh, Bobby Blackwolf. We're doing Atlanta Comic Con. This is the first year uh, Atlanta has had a Comic Con. It's the same group that does Phoenix and Tempe and a few other places. Uh, so we're getting a big official Atlanta Comic Con. I'll be doing a panel there. I can't talk about the schedule yet, but I can say that I'm doing a panel there. So July 13th, 14th, and 15th here in Atlanta, Georgia World Congress Center, Hall C1. It's on their website, AtlantaComicCon.com. Uh, a number of GSTU members will be making an appearance there, so it's going to be fun stuff. On to the news. We actually have a nice mix of news today, I think. Uh, first off, Comcast and Disney duke it out for Fox Properties. So, Klaus and I were talking about this a little before the show. We, we announced the whole nerd world went crazy, of course, a few months ago when Disney essentially was the winner of the battle and they're buying out Fox. Not so fast because Rupert Murdoch, I theorize that he realizes that, uh, yeah, with Disney shoring up this huge percentage of the market, 
and just in- establishing their power. Uh, I felt I think he feels like he has to stop that and <laughs> try to get well, involved. Well, I mean, Rupert Murdoch is a supervillain, so there's that. Well, this is not exactly the superhero in this. No, no, they're they're a little bit morally gray at times. Let's be honest about it. Um, but I mean, Murdoch is without bringing politics into the show. He is behind a lot of the really inflammatory, largely right wing media that you're aware of. I'm not going to name names, but it begins with an F and ends with an ox. <laughs> and it would not be included in what Disney is interested in buying. Um but yeah, no. So basically, this—it uh, looks like there's a kink in the uh, works here, with Comcast trying to oppose Disney's attempts to buy out certain properties, because uh, they're 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 not looking to buy everything. You know what I mean? That we've clarified that in the past. We talked about it on the show. Yeah, uh, Disney looking to reacquire some key properties, such as you know the half of Marvel that got sold off a long time ago, as well as uh, the rights to the original Star Wars trilogy. Uh, because that those sit with Fox as well, um, and some other things, you know what I mean. So they're they're looking to consolidate and bring everything back under under the mouse, um, and yeah. So you know, well, on one but hand, it goes beyond that, right? It's not just the mm-hmm. there's a lot of other properties that. Fox oh, there's has. a lot of other potential properties in yeah, the next two that with Disney, for no pun intended, but with Disney magic behind it, could become huge properties. Yeah. Let's not forget that Comcast tried to buy Disney uh, back back in the day, and Disney told them to piss off. And it was mm-hmm. a it was a bid for like fifty four billion dollars. Yeah. So I, I kind of feel like in trouble or something. Then. Oh, it was in two thousand and four. Um, I don't think so. I think Comcast was just in its beginning of its big push to kind of control all of the internet and whatnots. Um, so this kind of, to me just feels like a, a last fuck you. Let's, let's, let's stick it to Disney for not, not letting us purchase them back in the day. Well, I don't think, I don't think we can really blame anybody for any of the other major studios slash corporate entities for trying to oppose the monolith that has become, that Disney has become, you know what I mean? No, sure. Um, and honestly, I think if Disney is smart, they'll just flex on them and throw the power of the, the bank account at them and just, you know what I mean? If anything, this They're gonna might put be... a goofy head in the bed of Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if anything, this might be an attempt by Murdoch and, and Comcast and, and maybe some other players as well who are waiting in the wings to try to bleed them out a little bit and get them to spend some of that capital to make this acquisition, sure. um, which I don't blame them for. But honestly... There's no sign right now that Disney can't afford to do that. You know what I mean? And the the potential power that they would gain from having all of Marvel back in how well most of Marvel. I mean, at that point, right? Yeah. The the handful of properties that would be floating in the wind at that point are are inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. Getting X Men back is huge. Getting Fantastic Four back is moderately huge. Um, you know what I mean? So I think they should definitely go after it hard if they have to. Um, it's only going to pay dividends in the long run. And they can definitely afford to do it because they they print money right now. Well, I mean, you know, Infinity War only made $1.227 billion in two weeks. So, yeah, um, it's whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> big fish eats the little fish. <laughs> 
I don't care about Infinity War. Give me Super Troopers 2. Nothing? Oh, well, you jump over for Black Panther. How do we mute this guy? Yeah. Fuck you, assholes. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? I'm, check- I'm checking to see if you actually muted me. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what the folks at home uh, don't realize is Charles has all the power in the in the room that we use for this. So I have no can't... idea who can do what. So. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that's what's going on right now. Um, I was starting to wonder if something like this was going on because we hadn't seen any real progress on the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's been very quiet. Yep. Hmm. Well, who knows? Are they, I mean, it's going to take months or a year, over a year, really, to settle out. But we'll see. Uh, so now we're going to move on to Paul's favorite thing in the world. Random loot crates that you spend money on <laughs> that change the game, right? Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> now, I like them about as much as you like people of color. <laughs> so you love loot crates all the time. <laughs> uh, so which game was it? It was Epic, but what game did they put out, right? That was, was not Epic. No. E, uh, EA? EA, EA. EA with Battlefront 2. Epic they does got- Fortnite. Well, EA did Battlefront, and they're the ones that had a huge issue with the loot crates, right? Correct. Yes. The community was not pleased. And that started a huge, apparently global conversation about loot crates. Not just in, when I say global, I mean the world, yes. But I also mean, maybe I say universal, because it's not just gamers and only gaming community, but it went out from there. And this comes from Robert Epps, who submitted this story to me. Loot crates are now illegal in Belgium. And I had to really read the story closely to make sure it wasn't like the boxes we get in the mail, like the company Loot Crate, you know, this kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's specifically FIFA 18, Overwatch, and Counter-Strike oh. Global Offensive. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Uh, it's, it's FIFA 18, which is a, it's a fuck football you game. Fuck 18. It's Over- a soccer I know game. what, it's a football game. I know what FIFA, I don't give a fuck. You don't clearly care. don't know what FIFA is. How about the goddamn right. sports Say it right. Be the international man of debauchery that you're meant to be. <laughs> Rock out of these nuts. <laughs> Counter streak a global offensive. <laughs> offensive. Now, uh, basically, uh, it'll violate the comp- country's gambling laws if publishers don't remove them from the games, and they'll face jail time and fines. So it's um, Curious how if you don't have an office in that country, how that might play out. Uh, definitely. Well, the, j- the jail time thing is ridiculous. Yeah. Like most of this, is the ridiculous. United States is not going to extradite <laughs> a Blizzard or an EA, right. you know, executive. <laughs> no, they just find a red shirt that works there. And they, <laughs> they send him over to spend all the jail time. Hey, did, didn't Dennis just get a job at EA? Uh oh. He's going to Belgium this weekend. Just saying. Oh, thank yeah. God. What <laughs> uh, time we get rid of that dead weight? Star Wars Battlefront 2 was also part of the Belgian government's investigation, but EA's removal of the game's loot boxes kept it from bumping up against legislation. So basically, that's what it comes down to. The fine is approximately $974,000 US. Uh, and if, the chil- if children are involved, which they will be with any of these games, the punishments could be doubled. Uh, up to five years in prison, but like we said, nobody's going to extradite for that. 
Uh, also, the Netherlands decided that loot boxes in some games were essentially gambling and called for publishers to remove them by mid-June. Countries like UK and New Zealand have declared that loot boxes aren't gambling. So loot boxes are cool in UK and New Zealand, not the Netherlands or Belgium right now. And U.S. Paul, lawmakers you- are doing what they do, and they're being stupid. I mean, um, Paul, do you remember what country made them publish the percentage chance on loot crates? Was it, uh, China. was it China or was it South Korea? South Korea does as well, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge trend right now where, where they made Blizzard um, give the percentage chance of all the items that you could possibly get from these loot crates. So people aren't just, you know, blindfully throwing money against the wall. Now, wouldn't, so, wouldn't that kind of automatically make it a gambling thing, right? publishing that's well, the odds like you go to vegas they will tell you the odds when you walk in the door i mean it's published everywhere mm-hmm. so it kind of puts it in the lane of while all well, no. games okay, can so, have rng i don't know go ahead class so the, the this is kind of like there's a lot of layers to this whole issue um the big thing like from from the consumer perspective you can really look at it as there's two different styles of loot crates there are loot crates that are filled with cosmetic items, which is Overwatch, for okay. example, Heroes of the Storm, um, Fortnite right now for Battle Royale is full of loot crates. Not for the original game, Save the World. That actually has you know progression-based items. Because the other side of the coin is what people have called pay-to-win things. Right. Things that actually improve your standing in the game, allow you to perform better, allow you to do more damage or take less damage, any of that kind of stuff. Okay. Anything that affects actual gameplay on a right. non-purely cosmetic level. The problem is even with just the because co- I'm I'm for cosmetics. I'm fine with loot crate cosmetics. I don't really care. You know what I mean? But the problem is some of the games that have had them that allow them to be traded on, for example, Steam's marketplace. Mm. What ends up happening is sub industry gets built up around it, around the gambling aspect. Yeah. So you might've heard about a year or two ago, Counter-Strike had a huge thing going on where there was uh, a couple of high profile streamers who started a whole gambling site where people bid on you know what you like basically like what you would pull out of this stuff they're gambling on what would come out of the crates you know what i mean Interesting. and so it created this whole thing and then it ultimately blew up on them because somehow someone figured out they found their names in the corporate documentation and they blew it up you know what i mean they doxed them on that and it's one of the few cases in gaming history where i'm actually pro doxing because like yeah i mean they were getting it from both ends you know these were high profile streamers and content creators who were making a ton of money on that end and then they were also getting people to spend money on the gambling and getting their piece there um but basically so that's one of the things that makes it potentially gambling you know what i mean because it people will actually bet on it you know what i mean but the other thing is it the big issue is largely loot, loot boxes and randomized you know prizes are a part of mostly free-to-play gameplay and what is the biggest market for free-to-play but kids teenagers college kids all of that you know young people and that is why some of these more you know progressive governments are starting to clamp down on this because they're seeing this as these companies are preying on children 
And I don't disagree with them. These mechanics prey on the innocent, the, you know, naive, the people who don't understand what they're really throwing their money at. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with someone my age. I'm 34 years old. I'm fine with someone my age throwing hundreds of dollars at a mobile phone game or at Overwatch or whatever to get whatever skin they want if that's what they want to do. Because that's the phrase you're old enough to know better. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, hopefully you have enough disposable income where you can afford to do that. The problem is when you do it with kids, they don't have income. And on right. top of that, they might, you know, they might be, it's the whole, you've heard about it with, um, obviously Nintendo was in the news headlines a few years ago for like, there was one kid in the UK that charged up like 10,000 oh, yeah. worth of charges. You know what I mean? Cause he didn't know he was a little kid. He was like a, an eight year old and he just kept hitting. Yup in Candy Crush or whatever game he was playing or right. Angry Birds at the time, whatever was popular like four or five years ago. And he was just like, you know what I mean? He didn't know he was spending money and then the parents get the bill. You know what I mean? And I mean, partial, partially that's on the parents for not locking it up, protecting it. But I agree, it shouldn't be that easy. Right. You know, now if, if the story was, well, it, it, there's a thing you have to say, yes, I'm 18 years old or like, okay, Facebook, you have to be 13 to have Facebook. But even then it's like a, up until I think sixteen to eighteen, it's a kid's Facebook. Like there's extra security automatically put on them. Before mm-hmm. that, you can't be in it. So if you're eleven and you say, "Yeah, I'm fucking niece," and they're that fucking family over there, she was two weeks out from being thirteen. They faked an account for her so she'd go ahead and get on Facebook. Made her twenty-seven. Why? That's stupid. But that's breaking the terms of service. Therefore, if that kid yeah. on Candy Crush had said, no, you know, if there was something in place and he went, no, I'm, I'm 20, and then he did it, well, it's nothing to do with the game. But in that right. sense, I remember that was not the case. The case was, it was just that addictive, yep, hit, yep. And my kids have learned, I'm telling you, dude, there's one thing in my family they know the fear of God on. And that is... Don't charge anything. Don't fucking... If it pops up, you don't touch... My fucking five-year-old, she will come to me like, Dad, this popped up. And I'm like, okay. And I'll... I'll it's, sometimes, most times, it's just a benign thing. Cause I, have them lock, I have them locked down on their tablet. They don't do kid shit on their tablet. But they know yeah. if it pops up, it doesn't matter if I'm not home. You just got to stop playing. I'm so doomed when Danny gets older. <laughs> I'm going to come home and there's going to be a list of charges. And he's going to just look at me and say, I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> I learned it from you. Look, look at our societal change, right? Because 20 I years mean, ago, well, I was going to say, 20 years ago, a list of charges would have been shit. The cops are at my door. Today, <laughs> it's fucking bills, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't help it, man. I, I have problems with Overwatch. I don't even play Overwatch, and I still sign in on holidays and throw ten to twenty bucks at them. Why? Just because <laughs> Why? I, I need those fucking skins, man. Just in case but you, you don't get back into it. Just in case you get back into it. <laughs> if I one day get back into it, and I, you know, I, I want to just have a chance to to, to get catch to look, them all. Charles. To look cool, you just want to have a chance to look badass. I just want to catch them all. So well, you quit playing that game. So yeah, no, I'm back in. Are you back? In? <laughs> I'm back in. Now here's the thing, though, for you, Phil. From what I've known you for a year or so now, and in that year, you've shown the stories of, I didn't play this game for a while, but I am back into it. And yeah. then I'm out of it, then I'm into this other one. So there's actually a chance you'll come back to Overwatch. See, I, I burnt myself out on the alpha uh, when the alpha first hit, the friends and, f- friends and family alpha. I logged mm. about 40 hours in three days, mm. and then I just I stopped playing it when it hit live. Dude, you, you got a problem, man. Well, well, I mean, I have friends at Blizzard, so it, they're just like 
enabling me and just giving me shit. <laughs> yeah, like, you uh, don't I'm, go to your crack dealer to help get off well, crack. Speaking of crack, I just got an email from my friend and he's like, <laughs> hey, man, uh, are you, you're getting ready for the expansion, right? I was like, yeah, you know, I haven't been putting too much time into WoW. He's like, here's a free year. Enjoy. Just like oh, oh damn. Oh, well, Phil, I expect you to turn up in Azeroth with me then more yeah. often now, now that I know that you're on the on the company cheddar. Yeah, I'll probably be signing back in soon. At least do it with your friends like Paul and Ibit. Yeah, if we're all doing drugs together, I mean yeah, nobody it's can not a problem, them. right? That's right. Exactly. Now, to this story specifically, apparently the ESRB, which is a ratings board uh, for gaming added an in-game purchases label to boxed games that have some sort of in-game purchases. That won't mm-hmm. help with mobile games or downloads, right? I mean, because most parents don't look at downloads. They just let, let the kid, here's 20 bucks, go get what you want, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, to be fair, most kids don't give a shit. I mean, most adults don't give a shit about the SRB rating. I remember back when Grand Theft Auto 4, I think, came out. Uh, maybe even yeah san andreas for me i worked in retail and electronics at the time Uh i worked at target i can say that because i don't intend to ever work for them again uh when san andreas came out i had so many parents that i had to pull aside and be like yeah this game is rated mature it has very mature content like i'm like it's not just it's not like a rated r because it's bloody and action you know what i mean it's rated r because you i literally told one parent it's like because you can pick up a hooker and drive into an alley that's the one that's the one yeah Yeah. there there is not graphic sex but it's simulated implied sex i'm like you don't want your kid seeing that you know what i mean that's gonna then you can kill her to take the money back (laughs) and then he says don't tell me how to raise my kid and yeah, well, yeah. no, actually, it was a mom. So <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. Don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the moms are usually like, "Oh no, <laughs> hell no! Why yeah. did you want this?" Yeah, I love that when I get a kid like chewed out. Oh no, <laughs> I just ruined that kid's week. And that you're that's... on so many people's hit list. <laughs> it's yeah. like a Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened with me as I was working with uh, a mother as a paramedic and her son was 12 or 13 when San Andreas was coming out and she just you know he gave me this list and I got him I'm like do you know what that game is and I hated mm-hmm. to do it to him because he's a cool kid but I felt like since she was asking me I had to tell her the truth well no it's just on his list and I told her what you just said the hookers the simulated sex the, yeah the, you could kill them and take the money back and she did the oh my god! And she didn't flip out. I mean, he didn't get chewed out. I mean, we're medics. It's our lives are just different. But it's like, yeah, no, I'm not letting you play that, man. And like, well, yeah, sorry, I, dude. Some games have content in it that is appropriate if you're an adult, and even if it's not necessarily explicit, and some don't. And people need to accept that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thankfully, uh, the ESRB has done a pretty good job in being pretty tight on that in recent, especially in the last decade or so. However, um, the ASRB has been dragging their feet on regulating in this regard. And that is because ultimately you have to remember the ESRB is a industry-owned watch group. It's just like the uh, MPAA for movies. Movies, yep. It's owned by the studios. You know, it's it's the same thing here. So You need to watch that documentary. This movie will not be rated. I saw that, actually. I saw it in the theater when it came out. Rage, yeah, it, man. It makes me. Oh, rage. yeah. It's infuriating. Um, and, and that is a great recommendation for anybody who's curious about these kind of issues. Um, 
<clears throat> internal watch groups are great and all if they're doing their job, but when they're chilling for the industry and they're not tackling the big issues that are plaguing the industry, it's not very productive. And that the loot crate issue is a huge issue in the industry right now. Yeah, it's a trend. It's a trend that I hope dies. The problem is it makes mountains of money. It makes so much money. As a matter of fact, my understanding is right now, I don't have exact numbers, but I've heard tell that Hearthstone, for example, is bringing in over $50 million a month. I can believe it, yeah. Which means it's outselling everything. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? It's why we can have games like um, Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. you know that game is not doing well for them, but um, they just make so much money off Hearthstone, they can just do whatever they want right now. Yeah, and I'm with you, Klotz. Uh, like Fortnite, I believe does it right in the uh, the the PV100. When what is that uh, Battle Royale? Battle Royale. Uh, we yeah. looked at we looked at the season. The battle passes is what we looked at because my son yeah. got a, bu- you know, a bunch of money for his birthday i had to think about where you get it from his birthday and, and he wanted to possibly buy uh pub g some other stuff and i'd gotten paul's advice on that earlier on the sh- another show mm-hmm. you can go back and check that out because uh, i felt that was good advice and so i talked to him about it and he's really into Fortnite. and so we did the math i said we can buy you the early access to save the world and here's what you get for 60 bucks mm-hmm. then i showed i was using it as a teaching moment to show him here you got to do currency math in games what's more valuable and so mm-hmm. we went and looked at it and actually the 60 dollar package of v bucks gets you an extra 1500 which is a whole battle pass so it's basically buy i think the math is four get one free season mm-hmm. battle passes for that money and that's what he did and because we looked at it and all the achievements you get it's all like he says cosmetic it's a cool axe mm-hmm. well the axe is the same thing for everybody it just looks different it's uh, mm-hmm. A cool gun, maybe, but it doesn't do a whole lot. It's not going to change the game, really. Cool, and he's he loves the skins. He loves that he earned. He got some kind of skin for his hero, and the more he ranks up, the bigger the armor gets, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? That's how it starts. It is, <laughs> but it, like you said, it's I've thrown not a fair to play. money at the skin game. I'm not going to lie. I've bought. I haven't played League of Legends in like four years, and I own a ton of premium skins in that game. I haven't played Smite in three years, and I own a bunch of premium skins in that. But loot crates to me are more random, right? Well, that's the problem. That's the problem. These aren't loot crates. Battle Pass is not a loot crate. You know what you're going to get if you just do it. Yeah, I think that's fair. The thing about Fortnite, though, Fortnite's in a really interesting position because I was playing Fortnite when Battle Royale wasn't a thing yet. We were playing Save the World, some friends and I. And the problem at the time is all of the progression, because it's a... Save the world is a four-player max co-op experience. You go into it's mission-based. Yeah. You go in, you do missions, you build, you defend the point, or you know do all the objectives. It's like on you the against zombies or something, right? Yeah, it's and it's yeah. you against zombies, and it's it's fun. But the, what we ran into was all of the new, like you know, characters and abilities and everything was coming out of the loot crates, which were llamas in that game. And still have it, sort of now. Right, yeah, and so the issue for us, like, I immediately like saw the writing on the wall. I was like, oh, everything's locked behind these crates. So you had to basically get, you know, if you wanted to get a good gun, you had to get lucky and open one. You know what I mean? And then you would have the pattern to make it and everything, and you could replicate it for your friends. But it was this whole thing, and 
later on they added RNG to the stats as well. So not only did you have to try to get the good gun, you had to try to get the good roll, kind of like how Diablo mm-hmm. loot works. It was horrible. Yeah. They pivoted at just the right moment with the popularity of PUBG to create Battle Royale, which is a, you know, basically it's what PUBG was doing, but they recycled all their assets to do it from Save the World. So I didn't they realize were- it worked that way. I thought, mm-hmm. I, I just kind of said Battle Royale because it's open to play, it's free play, it's open beta, that you, that that was first, and then the paid beta, the Save the nope. World was second, but you're telling me. Nope, Save the World came wow. first. Okay. It, it wasn't doing particularly well because of what I was just talking about. The right. community was kind of in an uproar. People who had bought into the, and it was a paid early access. People who bought in were frustrated and they were starting to express that frustration. And all of a sudden they launch battle Royale and it just goes gangbusters. Like the, cause it's free, gotcha. it's free to play. Kids grabbed it. Teenagers grabbed it. College kids, streamers are going nuts with it. It's insane. And it totally blew up and uh, it kind of saved that game, that platform yeah. at least. <clears throat> I would love to jump in, but I feel like right now I'm just too late to the game. Yeah. So, and, you know, well, my what I will, reflexes are a lot slower than all the other children. Sure. What I would say about Fortnite is that it's a lot more forgiving than PUBG was because I've, I've played PUBG. Uh, it's a little more arcadey in that aspect. You know what I mean? There's not, there's only bullet drop on like sniper rifles, and that's mm. about it. You know what I mean? Yep. Everything else seems to be hit scan. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a little bit more forgiving. And I have watched enough streams where I've seen people do well with it, even if they're not particularly high tier, you know, micro skill type players. I think you can have a good time with some friends, you know, pop in. And if as long as your goal is not strictly to win. Oh, I have learned, you know, in my later years of gaming that winning is not why I play anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After playing Cuphead, I realized that <laughs> overrated. The moment and you bought Cuphead, you couldn't win anymore. I, I was done winning at video yeah. games. So, yeah. all right. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to maybe check it out either later on tonight or make uh, sure you early buy next those week. loot crates, Phil. Oh, you know I will. I mean, I'll I'll probably end up buying loot crates before I even play a match. Make sure you do your damn raids and strike force first, asshole. Oh, I'm already doing them, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, then no, I'll play he's... back. No, he's he's doing a good job, uh, doing such a good job that I don't have to. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm cleaning up your lanes for you. Because uh, yeah, my lanes are uh, not, you know, are not empty for me to fill. <laughs> to fill. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this comes from our buddy, our brother, our friend, Chris Wisdom. Who? <sighs> Just because he turned to dust doesn't mean we forget him. <laughs> which he did right because he got the whole thing that's killed you for the good uh swamp thing tv series in the works for dc digital platform with james wan attached and james wan which film did he just do for aquaman Mar- is it aquaman so that hadn't come out yet is, is, I think it's Aquaman. I know he just did a Marvel film, but I don't. I couldn't remember if I'd seen it. It's either that or it was it maybe. No, that'd be Fox that had um, the New Mutants coming out. I'm on it. Uh, cool. While you look that up, uh, I don't know. These names probably mean something to somebody. That's why I read them. I don't recognize them. Mark Verheiden and Gary Doberman will pin the script and serve as the showrunners on this live action drama. With Gorge James Wan, uh, presumably directing. Uh, oh, Mark Verheiden was Battlestar Galactica and Daredevil 
and Gary Doberman does it and its forthcoming sequel. Spoilers, there's a it two coming. Uh, <laughs> okay, oh yeah, so he he directed a bunch of movies. Like he did Saw, The Conjuring, Furious Seven. So yeah, uh, he's the horror, the horror dark. Correct. Director. So gotcha. now he's 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 doing Aquaman that comes out later in the year. Um, he directed MacGyver, the reboot of MacGyver on television, okay. and uh, now this new Swamp Thing that's coming to DC Digital. Yeah. So the drama follows what happens when CDC researcher Abby Arcane returns to her childhood home. Blah blah blah. Who cares? You can read it yourself. Um, what do you guys think? Because I, I know there's a, a, a cult following of the comics. I remember watching the movie from the 80s, or maybe late 70s, early 80s. I, I was think a kid. It was 80s. I don't remember much about it. My dad loves Swamp Thing. Do you guys have any – does this do anything for you or is it just news? It's No, I, I – oh, sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, sorry. I don't, I, I'm not a DC person at all. That's um, right. I, That's I, right. I dig this. I actually, you know, I think that, you know, they're announcing all these big, bigger name titles that is coming straight to their DC digital streaming. So they're already, you know, building this platform of shows so that people have a reason to subscribe. And if they pay some out correctly, they will have people not cancel right after, you know, that season ends kind of yeah. like ABC all access. So I'm, I'm actually curious. I'm, I'm probably well, no, I don't watch I don't watch superhero television shows. What am I talking about? <laughs> I'll probably steal it off the internet like a normal American. Now, wow. <laughs> I mean, have you not watched any like the Daredevils, the Luke Cages? Nope. Those... Nope. Why the fuck are you on the show? Cuz I'm funny sometimes. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, that response is so self-aware. <laughs> I, I can't argue with you. I guess you're right. This is in your job description. Strong emphasis on that sometimes. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm curious to see what they'll do. I've heard good things about James Wan. I've seen all of the Saw films. Of all I'm, the horror stuff out there, I kind of liked them. So I like Swamp Thing. Uh, I'm interested in seeing something done well with it. You know what I mean? Didn't Troma maybe do the first one, or is that just... No, that's right? a Toxic that's Avenger. Toxic. Oh, I hated that so much. Oh, what's your mouth? I grew up sheltered in a Baptist church home. I hated Toxic Avenger. Oh, my God. All of them are good. All four of them. I think there's... I'm like a big Troma fan. I... It makes me feel weird. I don't like trauma. Oh, I know. You should, I, I make Suzanne sit down and watch a trauma movie every so often. And she just like each one that I make her watch. I just see her filing divorce papers. I know. I like this, this goes into this line of the divorce paper. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Klotz? Are you, you, Swamp Thing guy, trauma guy, anything guy? I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a Swamp Thing guy. Swamp yeah. Thing, when he's, done, when he's used right, is great. Um, there's a lot of fun story that you can do with him. Uh, we'll see how it goes. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a tough sell, dude. It like okay, Flash, Arrow, all of that shit, easy sell. Like yeah. hey, you know, like that's there's a reason why they're on the CW too. You know what I mean? Like it works because it's like, yeah, we can put a little bit of you know, adolescent drama in here and people will dig it. You know what I mean? We'll catch an audience that we wouldn't normally catch. You're but right. Swamp Thing is You're like. Right. Swamp Thing's heavy. Like, 
dense. Like it's we're going to deal with a lot of eco terrorism type storylines, probably. You know what I mean? That's I mean that's his whole gist, right? Is yeah, pretty much. It's like you know he's a defender of the earth, yeah. literally type thing. Um, it could be cool though. It just I I. I, I I don't know what to think until we see something. Well, I, I guess yeah, since, no. you know, there's a lot of superhero shows that really shouldn't be popular. I mean, I, I, I what, what I think is that they saw that they took a strange character like Legion and somehow made it work. Right. Season so, two is out now, by the way. Season two's yeah, out. season two's out. So it's like, all right, let's let's throw something at the wall and see if it sticks. And if it doesn't, you know it's on our streaming service so we can just not renew it for next season. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm pretty curious. I, I, I think something, something good's going to come out of this. Something wicked this way comes. That's what you're saying. No, no, no. So that's, that's not what we're saying. Do you at least know the reference? Cause I've read the books. I hate you guys. No, I mean, we do, Read. but like, Read, fuckers. You you read a book? I read a lot of books. DC Comics, right behind this thing, announces DC Universe streaming service, which Chris's response was, I still want my Marvel Unlimited DC Universe, bitches. <laughs> uh, but this is uh, the streaming service. I like it says, after months of speculation from fans, well, I guess about what it's going to have, because we knew they made the announcement that they were bringing this. Everybody! I, I want to. We knew this was coming. It's whatever. We, we can talk a little bit more about details if you actually care that much. But what I really want to talk about here is every motherfucker in the universe now has their own streaming service. What's when do we get oversaturated? When do we go? Well, I, I can only pay for so many. By the time I pay for all the streaming services, I now have a cable bill, which about is what I get away from this for. Yeah, but about three services ago. Yep, yeah. he's correct. Like. So if we look at the phone, we've talked about this on the show. We have. Right? So, we so, have. so longtime fans will know. Um, you originally had the foundation of Netflix and Hulu. Hulu was almost entirely weekly shows as they came out. Um, right. A little bit of some reruns and stuff like that. There might be a few movies here or there, but it wasn't the big push. You know what I mean? And it was, it was basically just a little bit of, we're padding out your value here a little bit. Netflix was the opposite. It was almost all movies. Maybe some TV shows, particularly TV shows from like Old the stuff. UK and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, stuff that you and and then they started doing their own content and everything. And honestly, even as both of those two services have grown in their own right and started developing their own content or buying up stuff and whatnot, I'm fine with it. They're both well priced. They both provide a lot of value. I love being able to turn on Hulu and catch SNL the next morning. You know what I mean? Or oh, yeah, I get you be able to go catch up on the last four or five episodes of my favorite shows, that kind of stuff. I like being able to binge an entire season of something on one of the premium networks, you know, like a cable network on Netflix. Cause that's generally how that goes down. So basically I look at Hulu as my replacement for network TV, you know, the classic like must see TV, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I see Netflix as the HBO, if you will. Um, I am never going to give HBO money personally to watch a show. Which is you don't have be. to you you well okay you could there's other ways around it but Yarr! if you pay for if you pay for anything like I've got my internet and to get a lower price on my internet I let them throw a TV package on there to actually lower my entire rate as opposed to oh you can get TV blah blah no so somehow they made my internet cheaper by giving me TV 
And with that TV, I get free HBO. Yeah. You know, for a while. just because I'm trying to get internet, which is all I want in the first you place. You better you better stay on top of that though, because oh no, like, yeah, I stay on top of it just to keep the the uh, the money. Yeah. yeah, which is fine, but I, like I'm not going to go out of my way to pay for the HBO streaming. You know what I mean? To watch right. Game of Thrones or something like that. Um, no, that's what you have friends for. You just yeah. find a friend with a with an account, and then You're you take wrong. the login. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. Well, let's not talk about how many people access the same uh, accounts that I access. <laughs> um, yeah. We have a large household. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that spans several miles, and everybody's going off to college, right? That's why you have to right? share it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, so that's the thing. Like, they were complementary, even though they are technically competitors. And for a long time, Hulu had a lot of stuff that was free, and they still might even to this day. But we, I've been paying for it so long that you know what I mean. I, I don't even know. Um, then you get Amazon Prime. Okay, like. I don't like their pricing model because everything's way too fucking expensive on yeah. Prime. Like if you're buying a whole season, way too costly. The stuff that they throw on there is part of having a Prime membership. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, no, they nickel and dime you on that too. And yeah. honestly, like Prime is an additional value on top of being having the the service for Amazon's site, which is fine. You right. know what I mean? That being a Prime member has its you save if you buy on Amazon Prime on a regular basis, you save in the long run on the shipping alone. You know what I mean? It's yeah. worthwhile. And then you get a television streaming service on top of that. Seems, sounds great. Yeah. But now you're talking, yeah, Phil's showing some Prime. Uh, now you're talking like CBS has got theirs where literally everybody was like, take a month worth of, uh, or two months worth of my money in order so I can watch Star Trek and now turn that the fuck off. The, like literally yeah. within 24 hours of the last episode airing, a lot of people were like, please cancel my service. You know what I mean? Like it. Did nobody... they announce the, the number drop? I, I guess. Why would they? That would be catastrophic. Yeah, for, catastrophic yeah. information. It would be the, <laughs> I mean, eventually, hey, look how bad we're doing, but if, I mean, you're right. It's gotta be like, it's the same reason 70. why Blizzard doesn't share subscriber numbers anymore. Yeah. Well, it's gotta no, be like a 70% drop on that. I believe CBS is, is publicly, traded so eventually it'll quietly come it'll out come out in an earnings. earnings report but somebody will have yeah. to dig it out of that report yeah they might not have to report directly on that either they might they not might you're right report revenue right. and being that it's so new oh yeah revenue is going to be up because right because they're, they're just going to report positive revenue exactly. for several quarters and then they're going to be like oh yeah well revenue dipped because we don't have a current show you know the usual bs um but yeah no so i mean that's the thing is like at three, we're probably at full reasonable saturation, right? And then when you start adding all this other stuff, it just gets – it's crazy. It's stupid. And uh, while it's exclusive, right? I mean, it's DC programming. It's not scrolling for me. But it's stuff like uh, Harley Quinn a, animated series, Teen Titans live action show that we talked about a couple weeks ago, Young Justice Outsiders. are going to pirate. That's the thing. Yeah, We've, it's so easy. Okay, newsflash, and, and I'm not saying I support piracy, but Yarr. it is so easy to download shows. It yeah. is so easy to catch streaming sites of shows. You know what I mean? That have them on demand. That, like not Plex. to mention, yeah, not to mention stuff like Plex and Kona and all these other. Yeah. You know what I mean? These, these pirate rings and stuff like. It's way too easy for people to circumvent your your what you think is a solid business model. It's not. You, no, you're late. 
what a solid business model would be would you partner with Netflix or with Hulu mm-hmm. and generate your own content through them? What what if they came out though and it was five dollars a month? It would have it still have to be. Great. Is it going to be worth it? I mean, uh, CBS was at six bucks a month, seven bucks a month. Yeah, but you're really just paying for Star Trek for that. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it, I won't know. And I won't be an get, early adopter because I won't know. You're yeah. going to get, you know, most, if you're watching an hour long show, you're going to get four hours of content every month. Seven, eight dollars for four hours of content is a fair deal. You know, for something you care about. You know what I mean? Right. So but a lot I, of. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was just, I was just wondering, like, with all the other DC shows on so many different networks, are they planning on pulling those? Kind of like how Disney's going to pull off uh, Marvel movies off the services. No, nah, CW is not going to. Okay. Do that. I mean, that's the CW is Warner Brothers. I mean, if you remember that progression mm-hmm. from way back for 20 sure. years yep. ago. Um, I mean, I'm saying no. I don't have any inside information or any articles to back that up, but the only thing keeping CW alive is the Berlanti verse. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the vampires do well for it. Sure. But if it, I mean, you got basically got two legs to stand on. You got the, the teeny, I mean, it's all kind of teeny bopper, but the teeny bopper dramas, Berlanti, uh, uh, vampire stuff. And you got Berlanti verse, which is all the DC superheroes. If mm-hmm. one of those goes out, I mean, you're, you're a motorcycle with a flat tire. You're not going very far. Yeah, I don't know. Catch this and other idioms at breaking the panel with Charles McFarlane. <laughs> it just seems a little strange to me, like that. If they knew all along that they had this streaming service coming into effect at some point, like they're about to sell a show, like The Watchmen's about to come out on HBO, right? Or they're mm-hmm. working on that. Why not just save that for their own streaming service? That's just I think question I think right ultimately here. they know that the streaming service is probably not going to succeed. Yeah. It's it's I think it's getting to a point where anybody who missed the boat on streaming, they're trying to diversify as much as they can. They're trying to put their finger in every pie. And the idea is let's soak up whatever revenue we can. Right. And maybe you know I mean? and maybe you do it at a low enough cost model that it doesn't have to be very successful. So I see W shows succeed. Oh, I I got this from our old friends, uh, DC on screen back in the day, but Constantine was on NBC, right? Mm-hmm. Launched like 8 million viewers, which is a huge audience. I mean, just sheer numbers wise, it might not be big TV numbers, but it's huge. And it, it, it's lowest point. I think it was at four and a half million. NBC mm-hmm. said, screw you guys get out. You're not good enough. At the time that it got canceled at four, I'm, I can't remember the exact number, so let's just say I'm making up the numbers, because I am. But at the time they got canceled, Constantine got canceled at, say, four and a half, five million. Arrow was like the number one show on CW at 2.8 million. Mm-hmm. You know, and these shows, CW looks at the cult following they're getting, the merchandising, I'm sure, the, the, mm-hmm. I, I gotta imagine these actors have to give a cut to CW for going to Dragon Con. You know, Stephen Mel is huge at Dragon Con. Why is he huge? Because of the show on CW. So, sure, some of that money gets paid back in per contract. Whatever. I don't know. But maybe. No, I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you make this, this DC streaming thing on such a low enough level that all you have to do is get 2 million subscribers, 4 million subscribers, and it's profitable. But we sure. don't know. I mean, that's what they tried to do with the streaming service CISO. 
if you guys ever heard yeah. of CISO. Uh-huh. So that was that comedy streaming service that was great. And they had a lot of, you know, great comedy standups. People were putting out original content on it and they just couldn't maintain it. And it just ended up crumbling under the weight of, you know, having no profit income. And it, that was a three ninety nine a month. Yeah. Right. And they had the, 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 the streaming properties of, um, Monty Python and the Mighty Boosh and uh, Operate Citizens Brigade had an original show. Harmon Quest was on there as well, mm-hmm. and they just they couldn't afford it anymore, and it just crumbled. I actually wondered what was going on with that because I took the trial for that when to check out Harmon Quest. Yeah, and I was like, I wonder whatever happened to that because I couldn't even remember its name. Also, yep, yeah, that that was a terrible name. That's a really hard to market. Yeah, name. and and. For me, it was I'll do like comedy, but it's kind of a niche, so I'm not gonna pay. Just this is me personally. I didn't think it was a bad idea, but I'm not gonna pay anything a month to get just comedy. I didn't like it enough. I mean, I can go to Netflix; they're always doing comedy specials on Netflix. They are, yeah. Um, they they pretty much have that cornered now. Them and HBO, and mm-hmm. I think Comedy Central has some kind of channel I can stream through, you know, a friend's account or something. I mean, I mean, if I want comedy, I'm saying I can find it. Uh, yeah. So the it, Netflix specials it, it, alone, like they they come out at a frequent enough pace that there's tons of content there. The other thing is, let, let's talk about the the real talk moment of for some of these things, something like comedy. YouTube is full of comedy creators. Yes, yep. there is yes. tons of content on YouTube. Not to mention, there's tons of <clears throat> pirated, <clears throat> reposted content on YouTube. I mean, like. I watch I watch most of the British panel shows that I like to watch stuff like uh, uh, eight out of 10 cats does countdown and eight out of 10 cats. And, you know, a lot of these British shows that have a stable of like 20 or 25 comedians that kind of rotate through them all. I watch those on YouTube because they're just always getting uploaded there. You know what I mean? And they don't really get harassed. They might get demonetized, but they don't get pulled. You know what I mean? And because there's really no other way for me to watch those shows unless they end up on a Netflix or Hulu. And it's very unlikely because they're pretty fringe outside of the UK. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, there's thousands of hours of that kind of stuff out there. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a tough comedy in, in particular is a really tough market to try to edge into right now with how democratized the internet has made. But I think partnerships is the way if you missed a boat, stop trying to do your own thing partner with somebody who's doing it well i mean yeah. netflix is going to be looking for a partner they're prime for a partner right now because disney's gonna be pulling their shit from them mm-hmm. you know that's how business goes netflix is also faced with what we talked about they have a ton of debt yeah. you know what i mean so if you're a company looking to feature your content on a on a streaming service and they have a ton of debt if you work out a you know, an amicable deal that works for both of you where you split profits or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they, they need content that doesn't come with them just buying it all out, but they also need fair deals. I mean, I think that's why they started yeah. buying everything under the sun because it's like your WBs and your Disney's and so on. They probably want exorbitant licensing fees and everything. And it's like, well, you know, yeah. How's that going to work out for you? You know what I mean? You know, it's an interesting. It's an interesting time to live in. We'll see who. I mean, <laughs> what cable's gotten so bloated that it's a joke, right? I mean, I remember growing up, it was the big three: CBS, NBC, ABC. Then Fox came around. Uh, then 
no, that's pretty much it. And then cable came, and then it was all this other stuff. And and while there's some great spinoffs, like I personally like FX because that's mm-hmm. where you know uh, Legion is, and that's where Sons of Anarchy was, and that's uh, you know those kind of things. I I absolutely every time every time somebody tries to sell me cables, like there's not even a channel I went on, and they actually got me the other day because it didn't change my price, but it included Food Network. My wife loves Food Network. So I said, sure, because my price stayed the same. I'll take it. She watched mm-hmm. it the day I came home and told her about it and keeps forgetting about it because we're cord cutters. It's yeah. bloated. <laughs> now you're bloating the system, but you know what? I get on Netflix, and I love Ultra Carbon. Never heard of it before it came to Netflix. Mm-hmm. I know it's a book now, but I never heard of it. Love the shit out of it. Um, there's a new Godzilla anime. I'm not a huge anime fan, but it said Godzilla. Loving it. Watch it. Stuff that I would not have discovered otherwise. But you put that on a... Uh, what's the one? There's a, a roll, some kind of roll. Crunchy roll. Crunchy roll. Yeah. Crunchy. I'm never going to look at crunchy roll because I don't care. I mean, it's fine. I get it. I, I appreciate the art. I appreciate the style. It's just not for me. That's all I'm saying. But you show up on Netflix, I'll watch it if it catches my Oh, head, yeah. I mean, that's know? that's the thing is crunchy roll is a anime specific right. streaming. Well, DC Universe. Which, is DC but what, what, what works for crunchy roll we talked about this a little bit a few months ago. Right. The thing about Crunchyroll, which sets it, sets it apart from some of these other quote-unquote competitors, is it's pretty much strictly for people who want anime. And they work out deals with these studios in Japan where they get these shows simulcast. Like, as soon as they're ready to be launched, you know, shown in Japan, there's a translation that's been funded and, and applied, you know, with an English dub or at least subtitles. Usually right. it's sub dub comes later but usually there's a sub available that people can watch so they can watch current you know like i'm watching a show right now currently it's actually on hulu though it's not on crunchyroll it might also be on i don't think it's actually on crunchyroll but um yeah so they they changed the game because it used to take us over here in the states months if not years to get certain shows with a you know an english subtitle or a dub over here so we could watch it now it takes hours you know what i mean it's just like any other show and crunchyroll is a platform that is strictly asian animated content you know what i mean but hulu has a huge stable of a lot of popular anime i i'm watching a couple on there at the the moment um netflix has a few as well Mm -hmm. so those platforms still have some of that offering and which is great for someone like you you know charles you mentioned you're not somebody who necessarily seeks out anime but you'll give it a chance if it's something that really speaks to you and you have which is great yeah you know what i mean but that's, that's just proof yeah that's just proof positive that a platform like netflix gives something like that a chance that it does not have on its own normally you will never subscribe to crunchyroll no right phil you probably will never subscribe to crunchyroll nope i mean it doesn't I don't, give him cosmetic stuff for his game so why yeah. <laughs> i don't know that i would subscribe to crunchyroll if my roommate didn't already pay for it you know what i mean like i just have access to it it's, you know what I mean? It's one of those things, but it works for that community. But a DC app is not that kind of beast. You know, a CW app yeah. is not necessarily that kind of beast. And not to mention the overhead. I mean, just the overhead is staggering to run run a service like that because of all the data that has to be databased and then, yeah. you know, processed and streamed and everything. It's like, why would you incur all that cost when somebody else is happy to do it? And they already have the infrastructure for it. 
Exactly. Well, it's a good thing that their flagship show Titan is going to go off without a hitch and nobody's shitting all over it before it drops. <laughs> all right. I've got another story, but we can push it to after the break. Everybody needs a breather. So we're going to take a quick break, play something awesome for you in the middle and be back. We've got some movie pass stuff. We've got some more Fortnite stuff. We've got some other stuff going on. So come back. We'll be back in a minute. And we're back in. Hope you enjoyed that little break. And we're gonna hit some more things going on here. As you know, I we've I brought Movie Pass to the table a few months ago when it hit big, right? Uh, unlimited movies, ten bucks a month, and we had long discussions about it. We talked about the war with AMC, this, that, and the other. Now I've been open and upfront about the whole thing. Is my wife and I know exactly what we're getting into when we signed up for this program, as far as the stability of it, right? We're going to ride the train until the crane, train crashes off a bridge into a <laughs> river and kills a bunch of nuns. So, uh, they've, been, they've been jerking it around, man. They, Movie Pass is having a really hard time figuring out who the hell they are. Uh, they started a few months ago buying movies. They went to Sundance and bought a movie and put it into a theater. I, why? I keep getting these... It's not like an invite like for free, because I'll go, I, I do like art films, if I can get to it, if they catch my interest. Uh, and AMC, as a sales member, would reach out to me and say, hey, this art film's coming, would you like to check it out for free? Absolutely, went in and loved both of them. Both of them happened to have Mark Ruffalo in them, but, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was, it, well, music movies get me, and that's, I forget the name of it right now, but him and Keira Knightley, is the, he was a studio producer, Begin Again, I think is what it was. Great movie. Anyway, MoviePass is sending me these advice for movies that sound horrible, that sound like shit. They're just promotions. It's not, hey, we help fund this. You can get a special screening. It's not, hey, you can get discounts. It's just, hey, come see this horrible Flower for Algernon movie that, you know, is up against Infinity War this weekend. Check it out. Why? <laughs> Why? So they're, they're doing that. They've been sending out emails, uh, and this to me is fair enough, <clears throat> about their beta program. That says, uh, you've been chosen, again, three times it finally kicked in. You've been chosen for the beta program for security purposes. That basically when you buy your ticket, you already have to be at the theater. You already have to, you already have 30 minutes to buy your ticket once you're at the theater. They lock out special viewings of things like 3D, Dolby Digital, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, but now when I buy a ticket, I immediately have to take a picture of the ticket and submit it. And mm -hmm. my wife got that beta first and it didn't work. Like it pop up and it won't let you get another ticket the next day until you do it. And then, but they at least they had the option of I've already submitted because she'd submit it, go away. And then as soon as she opened up her app, it pop up again, wouldn't go away. And it had issues. I'm now getting it now. And it works now, but I'm getting it. But here's the biggest thing that just happened, the reason why it's news is that they did at Christmas, they did a $6.99. If you bought the year in advance, you could get it unlimited movies for $6.99 a month. Uh, paid in advance. And they, we were already members. We're like, hey, we'll go ahead and buy a year for that price. Couldn't do it. All right, whatever. <laughs> Thanks for pissing on us. <laughs> Two weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe now, they came out and said, or April 5th, actually they, the news broke, but April 15th is when it took place, which is now almost a month ago as of this, as of this recording, uh, that they quietly, moving past quietly, changed their whole plan. On the surface, anybody who signed up after April 15th, there was no more unlimited films. Four movies a month 
for $10 a month. Mm-hmm. That was their plan. And then they partnered with uh, not Spotify, one of the radio, iHeartRadio. They partnered with iHeartRadio. So you got that and three months free trial of iHeartRadio. Like, who gives a fuck? I'm buying movies. Why do I give a shit about iHeartRadio? Which sucks, mm-hmm. by the way. It's one of the most lackluster music delivery devices ever, or delivery services. Um, so they did that, and then the news broke. The news broke right at the beginning of the May. So they got away with it for like two weeks. And uh, when the news broke, they interviewed the, the CEO, Mitch Lowe. And he said, yeah, they had to change the plan. They're trying to figure out things. And that they right now, those of us who are in the program early, we still have unlimited films. But he can't promise that it'll be forever. And he doesn't know. Right. And he doesn't know if selling to the public, if unlimited movies would come back. One week later, MoviePass is bringing back its unlimited plan to the public. It is back on the – you can now get unlimited for $10 a month or three movies a month for 8 bucks and iHeartRadio. You know, <laughs> I, like, I don't get it. Now, here's the kicker. Now, I'm, I, this is more of a bitch fest, but it's, I'm just letting you know. Keeping you up to date on – I'm still using it. I still went to Infinity War on it. It was great. But here's the biggest thing, that, and they secreted this. This did not make the news. I had to find out in the patch update when they patched their app, which, oh, my God, happened to be three days before Infinity War came out. Mm-hmm. You can see a movie one time. That's mm-hmm. it. One time. They changed their terms of service. Because I went in, I was looking at Infinity War time, so we were going to try to go on the Sunday of opening weekend. And I hadn't opened up my app until then. Uh, but I knew it had patched a few days ago before that. Um, and I noticed Black Panther had a thing that was blacked out. And, it's, and I was like, why is it blacked out? And I looked at it. Shut up, Phil. I see you making faces. But it says, you've already seen this film. And I went to their terms of service. And sure enough, like the fourth paragraph down, it says, you can see a movie one viewing only. So you're just paying them $10 a month for a, a, a weekly headache and uh, higher blood pressure. That's what you're doing. Kind of. And point. I'm sorry. And an iHeartRadio subscription. I, well, I don't get. So no, I don't get the subscription. They're giving me the finger. I don't get iHeartRadio. <laughs> You're missing out. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but that's still. Even though they brought the unlimited back, that's that's a, to me a hugely bad move. I'm like, wait a minute. On principle alone, I'm pissed off. I get a free movie every day. Theoretically, that's 30 movies a month. They mm-hmm. nobody releases 30 new movies a month. Maybe New York City, where you could just go to any theater and they have, you'll see Phillips, your know, weekend at Bernie's Four that he shot in his backyard at some back hole theater, maybe. Um, Spoilers. In <laughs> Atlanta, it's major movie releases. Mm-hmm. We don't get 30 different movies in a month, which means I cannot, you can't fulfill what you've sold me. So I foresee a, a class action lawsuit coming at some point. Well, based on that. Yeah, the big thing is like they're probably going to get a class act, catch a class action, largely because you keep changing the terms. Yeah, like so quickly. Well, we um, talked to um, uh, we being me and Joe because uh, Joe got in on it at Christmas at the six ninety nine thing. We have a fan of Pokemon Go podcast who's a lawyer, and we talked to him about it, and he said, "Okay, it's a service business. They change their terms of service all the time. That's going to be the hard part." Uh, mm-hmm. But the un- unable to fulfill what you sold as part that would that's probably going to catch. I mean, they're going to catch it. You're right. They're absolutely going to get it because they keep flip flopping this thing around. 
but the courts won't care except for the fact that I'm paying for 30 movies. I can't get 30 movies. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, here, here's well, the but, grandpa. Okay. Why the, who the fuck are you to tell me I can't see Infinity War every goddamn day this week? Yeah. I pay for that shit, motherfucker. Sorry, go ahead. Well, okay, so to play devil's advocate, I do. I will say that I think it's shitty that they keep jumping around and changing things. And, like, like we're talking, like, in less than a month, they made, you know, like, three or oh, four. Oh, yeah. Years. Yes. Um, I think that taking a picture thing is super shitty because what they're, they're – you know who they're targeting? Everybody I've heard – has said that they have to take a picture of their movie tickets are people that are going all the time. I know you guys have gone a lot. Yeah, we have. You and your wife mm-hmm. and your family. Uh, I know my friends. I have some friends here that go pretty often. And uh, Dr. Usel, who's you know a, a friend of the show, who's we've done stuff with before, he has a coworker who apparently is going like, two or three times a week to see movies on it. But and that's they, what we pay. That's what they, they sold. They, well, no, I know. Yeah, I know. But yeah. they, they're like, yeah, you need to start taking pictures. But my understanding is part of that is because there are some issues with fraud. No, I have heard some stories of issues. Are, you, are, yeah. My understanding is because of the way it works, you can use it to get things that you're not supposed to. Like, I think you can use it to get concessions and stuff too. It's so that i've heard that i don't know exactly well, how it. it works so okay i can tell you because i've had to go to the concessions from time to time to buy tickets and mm. we'll go up and honestly i'm not in any goddamn mood to make five different orders i want to go up if you make me come to the concession i'm gonna say give me two tickets for infinity war and i want the large popcorn and two large drinks sure and what will happen is depending on the price of the theater is you get well i mean you told you get 13 dollars loaded to your car period uh, but what will happen is, well, maybe the ticket was 10 bucks, So it'll take out $10 for the ticket, and then the extra $3 will go towards whatever else. Because the computers aren't set up to separate it in the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. It's just a purchase. And I guess you can use that to cheat the system. We never did. It was like, oh, well, that happened type of deal. Um, but the actual, before, right before this launch, the beta launch, I read an article that there was an actual movie theater, I think in the Midwest somewhere, that signed up for let's say a hundred different accounts right at 10 bucks a month so they're spending oh, about a thousand. Wow. but they were selling themselves million not millions of dollars but they were you know they were selling out theaters that's, right with their account yeah that's insane right um and of course that's theft of course but well, technically that's, that's, it that's wasn't in the terms of service yeah no that's fraud i mean it's fraud. that's fraud yeah. Yeah. well because it's you know you're when you sign the terms of service, you're stating that you you're are an this individual, person yeah, and yeah. that you only have one account, you know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to what I was saying with the, the devil's advocate thing, sure. I think the seeing a movie once thing is probably something they should have done from the beginning. Uh, I understand that now that you've bought in, it sucks, yeah, and I agree with you on that front, but I get why they're doing it because they really do need to curb people abusing it you know what i mean well if it if it were and I, i'm i understand what you're saying so i'm making the uh, well i still feel what i feel about making the other argument right I, no you know, and i, I understand it. why you feel um, that way because if i mean you just use it from even from the get-go i it probably my wife and i had to think about are we going to cancel or not and she says it's probably still worth it even though we can't it gives us a date night at least once a week if we wanted it if we had time for it you know whatever um so it's probably still kind of worth it it's still cheaper than trying to go to a movie by ourselves. Um, and yeah, but if that's you, well, thing. I mean, 
in most areas, if you're going to at least one movie a, a month, you're paying you for it. Money. You get yeah. your money's worth. Yeah, and, I mean, and she has her own car, so we're not like skating the system. She has her own car, I have my own car. We go together. Right. We each have, we were falling in terms of service. Uh, but my thing is, like Infinity, I don't go to a ton of movies over and over again. Now, we want to take our kids. So, you know, like uh, uh, New Mutants is coming out. The only person who wants to see it is my daughter. That's going to work out. I can take my daughter. But if my son wanted to see it, I'd have to go the next night. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? I'm going the next night. It's, it's still one movie a day per card. Mm-hmm. Infinity War. Have you guys seen it more than once? I have. I have not yet. I have not I yet, to. but I'm not probably not going to. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying my argument is only that yeah. they should have done that from the beginning. If they so had, it might be a different story. Yeah, right. Because yeah. then everybody would know what they were signing up for, and you know, it is what it is. Looking at it from their business perspective, their profitability. Oh, by the way, you're going to love this number, Klotz. They're hemorrhaging. They're losing, just to be clear to the audience, $20 million a month. Oh, yeah. Of course they are. They are and, they and that's are, why I feel like they're making all these changes so people just end up canceling because they don't want to deal with all this bullshit. That probably is a, a, a plug the hole for a leak move. You're yeah. right. Because, I mean, to be honest, Charles, you're doing a lot more than I would. I would have canceled this shit fucking months ago. My wife I, loves I also, movies. I also don't go to the, the theater as much as you do, you know? Yeah. And because of this show, to be honest with you, I've been hitting the theater more often, but... Oh, what a headache. I, what well, a, here's headache. the thing. It is a headache, but here's the thing, Phil. We took the family. Somebody gave us some gift cards. We had $50 in gift cards to go to see uh, any movie in AMC. And we had our two movie passes. So we went to Infinity War, took the whole family. And we had, of course, my wife does what she does. So we had coupons for the, we had free popcorns and drinks and whatnot printed out that were official coupons and all that. I just want to be clear because we do things right. And there's ways to fit within the system that they will give you free stuff. And we did that. So, but it would have been $60 for the tickets on average, $10 per head, even with the kids. And then, because I have four kids for everybody who doesn't know. So six people going. And then. Two pop, two large popcorns. Oh, we had two free tickets from Coke, from Coca-Cola, uh, by using our points. So we had two free tickets there. $60 for tickets. It would have been two large popcorns, two large drinks. was about 40 bucks. $100 for one movie for the family at an mm-hmm. afternoon showing. At an afternoon yeah. showing. And it just – so we were able – we spent 11 bucks off the gift cards, and that was it. With the coupons and the movie passes, we spent eleven dollars out of pocket. Well, not even out of pocket; it was a gift card, so that was cool. But that's why I do the movie pass is I can at least take yeah. off twenty dollars and not have spent twenty dollars to go see Infinity War, and then I can still see Super Troopers two when I sure. want to, and then I can still mm-hmm. see. Um, I know something else just came out that I want to see, you know. And I do. I, we do like the theater. I love the experience when it's a good experience. My wife is a childhood thing for her, so. It's still worth twenty bucks a month just to be able to go. Let's go to a movie tonight and not worry about it for now. Yeah, for now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, would I recommend you jumping in? Probably not. At this point, it's probably going. I think it's no going to sink before we get through the summer. I think they're going to go up, belly up. It would, it would it be nice to not have to pay for my iHeartRadio subscription anymore. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. Uh, sorry for that little rant, but I'm pissed off and it's no, news. It's and no, you're it's, good. It's, it's newsworthy because, yeah. like, it is. It's a, it's a lot. A lot has changed with it very yeah. quickly. 
And I think people were just like, I know I dragged, I had been dragging my feet on getting it. And literally like a week ago, I was like, maybe I should get it now. And then I was like, Oh no, look at all these changes. Maybe I shouldn't get it now. And so it's, it's a weird time to be sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, an acquaintance from DragonCon, Adam Portrace, I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, met him at DragonCon last year. We connected on Facebook. He's in the city, right? He's in New York. And he goes to a movie almost every night and posts about it. But that's that. That's what I'm talking about, that situation of in New York City, in a, a walkable distance, there's probably a dozen theaters and showing different films. You know, you have all mm-hmm. ranges of theaters in New York City, from uh, something you're going to talk about with your re reshowing old films to you know the, obviously the Infinity Wars and those kind of things. That's even more worth it. Just mm-hmm. just figure out what your life is. I mean, for you, Klotz, I don't know how far you. I think you got to drive a distance to go to a decent theater. Don't no, you? no, no. It's uh, we've we've got a decent stadium seating. You know, one in town. Okay. I say decent stadium seating like that's not the standard now, but for a long time. No, it wasn't. You're right. For a long time. We've only we've only had that theater for about a decade. And before that, we had old school, like, you know, the the really low (sighs) rows that were miserable when the person sitting in front of you was really inconvenient. Yeah. Down in front. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, we've got a decent one here locally. It's expensive, though. It's eleven fifty. To go yeah. see a primetime movie. Yeah. So if you I mean, saw two movies in a month, you'd be ahead of the game. It's, it's totally one movie is worth yeah. it. Ten dollars? Yeah. I save a buck fifty. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. You know me. I, I love to save a dollar. That's true. Saving a buck fifty is like, whoo, sweet heaven. Save that money. Uh all right. But here we have a theme tonight. We're talking about skins and stuff that people shouldn't do. So we're gonna go from shouldn't do to cool skins. What's we're gonna going talk on? about something you should do. Yeah. Hey, what's Phil, going on? I know you don't like to play Overwatch, but don't you like to buy skins for it? Uh, only if it's going for a good cause. Well, I'm letting all the folks at home know that there is actually a great cause right now for an Overwatch skin. Uh, Overwatch is offering a Pink Mercy exclusive skin that's only on sale now through May 21st. So by the time this comes out, you'll only have a little more than a week or so to pick it up. And it is $15. And it benefits breast cancer research through the BCRF. And I wanted to plug it because uh, Blizzard does this from time to time. Uh, They occasionally support charities by selling some of their digital goods at, you know, a fixed cost. And it's usually something pretty decent. I know in the past they've taken some of the wild pets, uh, the battle pets, and made them available for like half price or offered bundles and stuff like that. I have bought all of them. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I've bought like the Cinder Pup and a couple others, but um, yeah. Here, so here's your new service-oriented offering, Phil. Blizzard will give you no games, but for nine ninety-five a month, you'll buy all the skins for all the games. But you can't play the <laughs> no, games. You'll sold skins. Sold. Sold. Yeah. Sold. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, uh, this is only available through the twenty-first. It's a, it's kind of a cutesy skin for for Mercy. Uh, it's it's got a little bit of a like anime pop idol thing going for it. I think. Um, but ultimately, it all the proceeds benefit breast cancer research, which is really dope. So I'm signing in. Now. I think you're checking off every. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing Phil's hand. I'm like, you're checking off every tick box. Like, oh god damn it! Now He's like a skin, pop idol, I've done. anime pop idol. Yeah, breasts. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's my checklist. <laughs> Save the boobies. Uh, but yeah, no. So uh, yeah, it, that's going on, and uh, you know. Hit it up. They also have uh, 
uh, they have some T-shirts available through their their physical product store as well that are kind of kind of cute. Not something I would necessarily wear, but uh, you might. They have them in both men and women's sizes. So you know, go support breast cancer research and uh, you know, grab a sweet skin that's only going to be available for a short time. I'm positive that Sean, my roommate, has probably already bought this by now. Yeah. He's on the road for work this week, but I'm I'm positive he owns it right now. If I text him, he's going to be like, yeah, I already got it. <laughs> so. All right. Now I just want you to text him just to, to have that happen. <laughs> um, so I think Fortnite, we've talked about them doing a couple of things. I don't really play. My son's addicted to it. But they did an interesting thing. They've it's corrupting added- the children, Charles. <laughs> that If that little shit doesn't start passing his classes, it absolutely is corrupting the children. Um, but they will get that's not here nor there. Uh, but and it, they added Thanos to the game and they've added stuff. It, this, this, they do seasons and different things happen. I think it's kind of what he tells me about. It. I think it's really cool how they're doing the storytelling of, of the battle Royale, which is not much of a story. And, but it's cool how they're tying things together in the game. And he's like, yeah, superheroes are coming like flash. Like, no, they're going to be knockoff superheroes. They'll look like the flash. It'll look like, uh, um, uh, damn it, Red. Batman. It's not Red Wing. Uh, who's uh, Captain America's Falcon? Falcon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they got a character that looks like Falcon. His glider looks like Red Wing, but it's not Red Wing. It's not Falcon. You know, it's knockoff. So he said, "Yeah, they. I heard there. I looked on YouTube. They added Thanos. I'm like, no, unless they licensed it. They licensed it. And the cool mm-hmm. thing is, because you already knew about this." is that they hide a gauntlet somewhere on the map so anybody can find it. When you find it, you're turning to Thanos. And apparently, though, Phil, you were saying that now you're like a uh, – well, you're you're Thanos. You're a god in the game and start killing people. Yeah, I, I've heard rumblings that they're going to nerf it. Um, just the power is just too much for people. But You I, know, with one snap, he takes out half of the people playing. I was playing. to say, that's, that's – <laughs> <yeah. laughs> That would be so insane. I mean, you don't get a gun. All you get to do is snap your fingers and, you know. Honestly, so, so this is ov- obviously a novelty mode, right? This isn't yes. meant to be – Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's – I don't even know why they necessarily need to nerf it because that's well, kind I mean, of – it's limited time too, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, yes, it is. Yeah, so like – and season four just started, so they have a whole bunch of other new stuff too. So if you haven't checked it out yet, now's a great time. But uh, basically, like, yeah, I see this as a win-win. Like, jump in, go mess around with this mode. If you find the gauntlet, you get to be God for a little while. That sounds super fun. It does actually. And you then know what I mean? the matches, it, it match all, all the matches last about thirty minutes. Sometimes a little faster. Oh, that's little that's at max too. Like yeah. that's only if you're like. If you're grinding, like if you're definitely going to make it to the end, and if you're really slick, yeah. Um, I have seen a lot of people get a lot of matches in in a very short period of time. If you follow what I mean by that, <laughs> so when you're dead, you're done. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, this this is kind of for the fills in our audience of Fortnite. That if you were into Fortnite, and kind of got out of it, uh, but you like the skins. Honestly, I want to sit down for five minutes with the game and just see if I can find the gauntlet and. And run around as Thanos. And then I'll put the game away and never play the game because it's not my thing. Uh, sure. Oh, you'll never be able to get to that gauntlet. <laughs> you don't know. You'll I'm looking at the Red Wing uh, glider, and it actually looks pretty dope. It does. It looks really good, but it's not officially licensed. No. Uh, yeah. Which is my point. Uh, so then there's one more thing before we get out of here. You went and saw something fun this last week, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, this Sunday, I went with uh, Dr. Usell and his wife to see... Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. 
in the theater, our local theater. Because our local theater does the, I forget what it's flashback cinema, I think it's called. There's a couple of different services that are like that where they do the, you know, they feature older films. Um, and so they usually have a good lineup for this one that we, that, you know, is available at our theater. So we went and there were only, mm, I want to say it was a Sunday, seven o'clock showing. Um, and it also sh- it shows like twice on Sunday and I think twice on Wednesday normally for each week and the one in the movies only available for the week. Uh, so not a ton of people, but uh, I had a pretty distasteful experience that was kind of frustrating. And that was, with there only being like 15, 20 people in the theater, yeah. somehow the couple sitting behind me managed to have sidebar conversations through the entire film. Wow. Ugh. God, like, that sucks. They were mostly talking about the movie and stuff. Like, okay, so let, let me you're preface not this. At home. Let me preface this. If I go see, because Dr. Yusil and I were talking about this afterwards, you know, like if you go see Rocky Horror, for example, you expect crowd participation. You expect the crowd to do the callbacks. You know what right. I mean? Princess Bride. You're going to quote all the lines. Right. And same with Monty Python. I expect the crowd to yes. collectively quote a few things at a few points. Absolutely. Hopefully not the entire film. I have a certain close friend of mine that I will not watch Monty Python with because the last time I watched it with her, she quoted the entire movie and ruined it. Um, she doesn't listen to the show, but she knows who she is. <laughs> Uh, anyways, but yeah, like, so I expected a little bit of that and I wasn't perturbed by any of that that happened because a few people, you know what I mean? Or like a couple folks, the big thing with Monty Python and the Holy Grail, unless you watch it on a regular basis, there's a lot of little tidbits in that film that you'll completely forget about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely some, some punchlines and some little gags that I completely forgot existed, which was cool. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, that the whole thing with that is like, I was so annoyed by that. And I was just like, why would you do that? Why why would you go to a throwback showing like that yeah. and talk? Now you know, give us like an example of what their sidebar They were like were. they were like talking about the scenes. The worst was a uh, uh, holy hand grenade of Antioch scene, right? Right. So they're like best scene in cinematic history. <laughs> <laughs> when they throw the, the hand grenade the girl of the couple sitting behind me, she jumps and not a big deal. Like when the grenade goes off and then she goes, okay. I jumped and they laugh a little bit and I'm like, Oh, well, okay. You know, whatever. And then she's like, why did I jump? And she's basically saying it almost as loud oh, as I'm saying it Jesus right now. And she's right behind me. She's like, why did I jump? And she said it again. She's like, why did I jump? I knew it was gonna. And he's like, I don't know. And, and I was just like, <laughs> you, you fucks. Shut up! I did not do that, by the way. I'm not that kind of guy. Usually. Oh my god, it would have been hilarious if you did the mall rats freak out scene. Yes. Uh, te- teenagers have gotten a scolding occasionally from me where I've been like, why don't you just shut the fuck up? Um, but the, well, I told you guys about a quiet place, like when somebody stood up in the middle of the theater oh, and yeah. said, please be quiet. Call the pli- a quiet place. Anyways, but yeah, it was just one of those things that it was like, you know, a packed theater, if you have a little bit of sidebar conversation, you might annoy some people, but it's probably going to fly under the radar. But when there's only a handful of people in the theater and you pull that stunt, you are, yeah. and especially when we all paid eleven fifty to see a movie that's uh, out for 40 years. You know yeah. what I mean? My, my only thing that I could probably even think about is like, in their heads, they were like, oh, everybody knows this movie, so it's, you know, who cares? 
Who cares? I Who care, cares? bitches. I wouldn't even. Well, think. yeah. I mean, eleven dollars. God damn. Mm-hmm. I go to see a film in a theater for the theater experience. I took my buddy Hugh a couple years ago. He was here over Memorial Day weekend, and they were showing that one of the art theaters in Atlanta was showing uh, Big Lebowski, which he's a mm-hmm. huge fan of. And so I made sure to have us tickets, and we went as a midnight showing or some late ass crazy thing that they do. And we went in, and I knew the guys running the theater, and they had hooked up uh, like Wii Bowling uh, beforehand. Mm-hmm. So on the big, <laughs> huge cinematic theater, we're doing Wii Bowling because it's Big Lebowski, and you know they saw alcohol and stuff in there. And, and of course, some guy showed up as the dude and had his white Russian. And everybody there was there to see it on the 35 millimeter. And that's what it was. It's 35 millimeters. You're there to see how it was originally shot, how it was originally mm-hmm. seen. You're enjoying the film as it was meant to be. And it was a great crowd because they did quote some, but everybody was there for the same purpose. Versus, I don't remember the movie I went to. It wasn't an older one. It was a new film. And somebody who didn't speak English came to watch it with somebody who did speak English. And the whole thing was, in whatever language they were saying, you could tell because they repeated it. What they say? Bonjour. Oh, okay. You know, it's like, oh my God. No. 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 Dude, I said some shit to uh, we were soldiers when last time the last time I ever went to a Friday night viewing of anything. Uh, because it's at the end where it's sad. And I don't remember what the ending is exactly off the top of my head, so I can't spoil it for those you haven't seen it. But it's been twenty years since we were soldiers, ten years, something like that. Anyway, it's sad. It's, and they're they're about to throw up not, the pre-credits where they talk about the reality of here's what happened to this person and that person. Mm-hmm. And somebody started talking. And I just I was with my dad, who's a preacher, and he, he freaks him out when I do this. But I take him to this thing. It's packed out. And these assholes have kind of talked through the whole thing, kind of like you're talking about sidebar stuff. And at this quiet moment where you have this impact and you're trying not to cry, and they're about to show you what's happening, and they said some bullshit. I went, I will stab a bitch. <laughs> And then oh, shut up. Shit. And my dad's like, oh, my God, I wish you would say that. <laughs> Your and dad's like, like I, I yeah. should have smothered you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Your mama should have swallowed. Uh, uh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show. I'm sorry. <laughs> Charles, this is a family show, not a family planning show. Watch that shit. <laughs> I think oh. we should probably end the show now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank fuck this was on the tail end. <laughs> Jesus. Well, if you made it this far, you're a true fan. I think that's the episode title. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Phil. Where can they find you on the internet, sir? Oh, if you want to read some incoherent tweets at 2 a.m. about why the Eels are the best band of all time, you can follow me on Twitter at Imaginary Nomad. I also play D&D on Tuesdays. <laughs> Botch Podcast. Botch hey, uh, yeah, Botch Podcast. Um, we're going due to unpopular demand. We are coming back to Dragon Con. More details to come. Yeah. But you should come check it out if you like booze and silly people from the hills of Appalachia. Uh, it's going to be a good time, and we'll have more details as they come out. I like. I, I noticed that you pronounced Appalachia the way civilized people pronounce it. I don't care. I'm not from here. There's <laughs> Appalachia, Appalachia. It's it's all stupid. <laughs> yeah, down here, I think it's the Appalachian Mountains. That's right. I mean, and and yeah. And technically, it, it connects all three of our 
Yeah. Or states. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it starts at North Georgia That's, and goes all the way up. Yeah. Our powers combined. Yep. Paul, where can they find you around? You can see zero tweets over at Soapbox GSTU <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, except the occasional uh, mobile game that I play that required me to tweet something so that I would get something else. That happens sometimes. That's why my um, wife tweets her Facebooks is so she can get free stuff. But, uh, yeah, you can catch me over there. You can message me through the show page on Facebook.com slash Breaking the Panel. And, uh, yeah. If you haven't, check out the uh, Infinity War panel from last week. Uh, infinitely better because Charles, <laughs> filthy racist McFall, was not on it. And uh, <laughs> he was the only one who cheered when Chick Collins oh, had, come you know, on. <laughs> come on. He stood up and clapped. Yeah. <laughs> It's not working. Phil's still here. Why is this not working? <laughs> God damn it. You got to have a gauntlet, bro. <sighs> Apparently. How about you, you, Charles? Where can we find you? You can find me, charlesmcfall.com. Ties together 90% of everything that I do. Uh, of course, giantsizeteamup.com. And our newest, most beloved show on the network, FDH Beyond, where we talk about Marvel Strike Force. Klaus and I are on there every week on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash FDH Beyond on Thursday nights for... Uh, the podcast I stream on Sunday nights for just streaming, and Kurt does streaming on Monday nights. I think Dennis Kurt, is Kurt does marathon streams. No shit, yeah. man! He did three hours of the night. I was actually able to catch some of that. Uh, oh, it's so out. frustrating to watch him play because <laughs> I, I do everything in three X. So like, <laughs> just watching his stream, it's like, oh, this is so slow. <laughs> Uh, I yeah no it's for another show and hopefully no, we'll have he's, Phil he's, guest in. So on if the show he set it to three X, would it, would his stream be over in an hour? Oh, it wouldn't even be an hour, <laughs> like just a fifteen minute hot stream. But no, Kurt's great man. He's got a fucking hell of a voice and yes. he does a really good job with our Twitch account there. Yeah, so uh, I think Dennis is going to stream. We're going to have Phil guest in on the show soon enough. So lots of fun stuff going on over there at FTH Beyond. Give it a check out. And a good shout out to our brother Chris, who is is still out doing what he's got to do for his job and protect the country and all that shit. You know, America. He he uh, he missed he missed Korea by that much, but now he might be going to Iran. So we'll see what the fuck happens. Oh, Jesus. And this is from news. I, he can't tell us what he's doing. So we really don't know what he's doing. This is just from watching the TV. So, all right, boys, uh, tune in next week. We'll do some awesome more cool things except saying shit clearly and we got solo coming out we're gonna be doing a patreon panel for that we've got patreon.com slash breaking the panel there you go all right we'll be back next week with more shenanigans and awesome awesome things breaking the panel is the flagship podcast on the giant size team up network you can support the show at patreon.com slash breaking the panel and you'll find more of our amazing podcasts at giantsizeteamup.com.